This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. You know, Chelsea, we were talking on this show about how excited we should be or should not be when it comes to watching Tiger Woods on the course. And I have to say, yesterday, I was sitting in front of my computer. I was working on this show, drinking a little coffee, kind of hanging out. And all of a sudden, I thought, wait, Tiger's on the course. And by God, I pulled up a website, I think it was ESPN, and I started watching Tiger play. Even when you know that he's probably not going to perform up to expectations like he used to, he's still Tiger. And I was someone who was saying, well, you know, whatever, it's not like it used to be. But man, there's something about him being on the course, and I was watching the first round yesterday. Did you? Uh, yeah, because we watch golf all the time. Even when it's not like meaningful golf, oh, yeah. we have the golf channel on. So, uh, at least yesterday, it felt <clears throat> it felt like I actually wanted to watch because Tiger just has this presence, and like you see the crowd just follow him wherever he goes, and just when he swings the cu- club, it's iconic. So it was actually nice for once. The golf was on our house uh, TV twenty four hours a day. Finally, it paid off. Finally, you get to watch something that isn't some random recap of the 1968 U.S. Open. Jake has to see how it finished, even though he could find out easily. Nah, you got to watch it on the Golf Channel. I kind of appreciate the fact that he's a golf nut, but it is nice to have a current tournament, especially with Tiger on the course. And he was not bad yesterday. It was, I think, what you might expect, which is some shots where he looked great, except on 18. He did what we all do. He was right in the middle of the fairway, approach shot on 18, and I don't know if you saw this. He absolutely just shanked it. A shank, no question about it, right into some trees, led to a bogey, and when it was over, he was asked about it, and Tiger owned it. What happened there, and is that still a shock to the system for you when that happens? Well, my my back was spasming in the last couple holes, and I was locking up, so um, I came down, and and it, it didn't move, and I presented Hosel first and uh, shanked it when's the last time you hit a shank tiger think you can remember it's been a while it's definitely been a while uh, other than trying to hit flop shots and other kind of weird shots around the greens uh not not from the position i was at well i'll give tiger credit to owning it and right now he is tired for 49th at one over after shooting a first round 72 patrick cantlay leads the way at seven under we got three golfers tied for second cam davis luke bliss jason day and then we have tom hoagie jordan spieth and will zalatoris rounding out the top five this is something that you don't normally see from tiger but 
I think it's just part of his process. And, and frankly, Chelsea, considering what we've seen from him in the past, I thought this was a pretty decent effort from him. Yeah, it's hard to expect a lot when he's coming off such a long layoff from competitive golf. He has been playing in like a sprinkling of events. He played in like the father-son tournament with his son, Charlie, but that's not like a PGA Tour event. So the last PGA Tour event, I believe, was the Masters last year. But people love to, you know, say this, oh, Tiger shanked it, he's just like us. But did you see some of his other shots? Like his approach yes. shot through the trees on the last shot where, oh, yeah, I'm just going to you know, have it right here next to this tree. Oh, there's another tree over there. Well, I'm going to split it and I'm going to go right to the green and I'm going to land it a few feet from the cup. So like there were some shots sprinkled in there that were reminiscent of the old tiger, mm -hmm. because that's the thing. Even when other parts of his game are off, it is still so fun to watch him play because he's a good scrambler. And so when he hits these bad shots, like he's one of the, one of the best on tour at getting it back in play and not losing his cool. So people, you know, I saw all the retweets of the Shanks say, oh yeah, Tiger Woods just like a, no. Tiger Woods is not just <laughs> no, he's like not. you. Yeah, he's just like us <clears throat> because I'd go out to Pacific Palisades and I'd shoot a 72. I was like, yeah, it was gonna be even for the day, but then I, you know, I shanked one on eight. So yeah, I'm just like Tiger. No, I'm not like Tiger Woods. If I played that course, I would have a 172. I think that expression is funny as well. It just makes you feel a little better. Like even the pros every now mm -hmm. and then, but I think when you're Tiger too, and this is something that he will probably have to continue to deal with because, you know, when you have so many injuries to your body and it's been well-documented, Tiger has had multiple back surgeries. He's had knee surgery. He was in that terrible car wreck. So his body is kind of a wreck. It's never going to be 100% again. And so when you have that many ailments that you're always managing, then you end up compensating, right? You're compensating for one area and how one area of your body feels. So maybe you put pressure on your back or another leg. And I don't know if the back spasms were a part of that, but it's something he's just always going to have to deal with from here on out, just because his body has taken so much damage over time, be it from that terrible accident and also just from golf itself. Well, here's the other thing. On tour, it feels like you have to play four very good consecutive rounds. And right now, it feels like that is the toughest part for Tiger Woods. He will have some good shots. He will have some good rounds. But can he string it together for four consecutive rounds? Because this was a day where it felt like it was an opportunity to go low. Patrick Cantlay shot a 7 under 64. The elements were just right. I was looking on the TV. I was like, man, it looks nice out there. Uh, mm -hmm. Sunny, everything going in the right direction. So this was the day to feast. This was the day to go low at the Genesis, and Tiger couldn't really take advantage. So I think that's the other thing. It's not just Tiger struggling. It's that the rest of the tour has so many good, consistent players on it. Well, you mentioned Patrick Cantlay. He is the current favorite at BetMGM to win the Genesis Invitational at plus 350. You've got Scotty Scheffler at 6-1, to one, Jordan Speed 10-1. to one. Then Cam Davis and Willie Zalatoris at 14-1. to one. I think that's the guy I would probably be on. Zalatoris is only two back of the lead, tied for fifth at five under after a 66. I know yesterday when we talked with Meg McDonald from Monumental Sports Network, she really loved that play. So I think I'm going to put a sprinkle on Zalatoris at 14-1. It's very difficult, even after a round or two, to pick a winner of the tournament, but I think that's where I'm going to put my money. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. 
At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at sax.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, it's surprising, but not surprising to see Scotty Scheffler up there. I remember poking mm-hmm. my head in to watch, you know, some of it on the TV. Scotty Scheffler missed like a two-foot putt. I'm like, how is somebody this good at <laughs> golf and then just putting just evades him? It's wild to me. I don't know what he needs to change, but this has been the problem for Scotty Scheffler. He is so good and so consistent, but the putting just doesn't seem to be there some of the time. So I know it's one putt, and he is a good enough golfer to overcome it. Because here's the thing about Scotty Scheffler. People love to hate on his putting, but yet he Mm -hmm. finishes top five like all the time. So that's the thing. He's so good at the other aspects that sometimes the putting doesn't matter as much as you'd think it would. No, he... Oh, totally. He is an absolute machine when it comes to finishing in the top 10. I need to look at what those odds are right now. And right now, he is tied for 10th, three under par. So he's right there in position to, at some point, maybe make a run. That's why he's up there as the second favorite. But you're right. I know people give him a hard time about the flat stick. But ultimately, he's a guy who always has a chance to make a run or at least finish amongst the the best in the field. And I think I might look at maybe, if it's not too much minus money, looking at some money there. Want to talk about some Major League Baseball news and get your thoughts here, Chelsea, because Major League Baseball has a new partner when it comes to making their uniforms this season. And it is with Nike. In partnership with Fanatics, you will see new uniforms, and these are causing a stir around Major League Baseball because nobody likes them. They look terrible, especially the replica jerseys. I don't know if you've seen these. They suck. They look terrible. They don't have any stitching anymore, right? So they're on cheaper material. So instead of getting that stitching and little layering, nah, they just did the whole heat press, like, shh, ah, there's your jersey. They moved the MLB logo down off the back collar, so now it's sitting right above the name and the number. So those are just the replicas. And even the players are saying, these authentic jerseys don't look right. They don't feel right. I think Miles Michaelis was saying that they look cheap. And some of the players are also complaining that the pants are no longer customized, so they don't fit. It sort of seems like a mess. Am I making too much out of this? But when I feel like you're reading stories about how players don't like uniforms and uniforms should be a pretty easy thing, I would think, to get right. I I would lean to the fact that maybe they got this wrong because Nike went the cheap route. Yeah, it does look cheap. It looks like the Wish.com version of whatever they Uh, were trying to order. Or Timu, or, you know, what are the other sites? Shein, all of, like, the the really fast fashion companies that sell things for, like, 
this is $3.92. And you're like, how is this so cheap? And then you get it in the mail and you're like, this is why it's so cheap. It looks like this. So yeah, I think the lettering looking smaller, that's like your first mistake. But when I am somebody who is not a Jersey gal, I am not wearing these jerseys. So normally I wouldn't care. But here's the thing. It matters to players. And I think we have yeah. seen this in years past. Just look at Chris Sale. Remember that incident when he was with, was it the Chicago White Sox, where he wanted to wear a certain uniform, they didn't let him, and so he starts cutting up his jersey? This is how <laughs> invested players are in their uniforms. And I know not every player has the temper of Chris Sale, um, newest Atlanta Brave, uh, should see how that works out. But still, this is a big deal. If this is something that they're going to be wearing 162 times a yes. year, not including the postseason. So especially if the pants aren't fitting right, because nobody wants to trot out there feeling like you're tugging at your pants and they're not fitting in the right direction, especially when you've had the same uniform for quite mm -hmm. some time. So I don't know if they're going to have to make alterations, but you best believe these guys are going to do whatever it takes to make them feel comfortable in these uniforms, even if they can't make them look better. They went the cheap route. I'm telling these authentic jerseys, it's on a different type of material now. And of course, they increase the prices as well. So this is all about profit margin. But it's one thing, well, it's not one thing to screw the fans. I mean, I'm never behind that. But it's even worse, I think, when even the major leaguers, you're playing major league baseball. The one thing you shouldn't have to do is go to your local cleaners and be like, hey, can you alter my baseball pants? Nike doesn't make them fit it anymore, and they're super, super loose, and they're too long. Can you can you alter these for me? I got a pitch on Friday. I know it's a, a quick turnaround. Can you do that? I got the Pirates coming to town. I really need a dub. It's ridiculous. Yeah, just, Justin Verlander is going to be furious. Justin Verlander, Robbie Ray. <laughs> who else wears, like, the tightest pants in baseball? Because, like, Robbie Ray and Justin Verlander, boy, does it make me uncomfortable seeing the pants that they wear. Jenks, are you somebody who will wear tight jeans or, like, skinny jeans? Oh, yeah. I always go like two sizes too small. I like to be super, super tight with my jeans. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't like <laughs> – I try to find the balance between, between I like more of a form-fitting jean because I think that's just more stylish, but I'm not going to be mm -hmm. something – I'm not going to wear some sort of nut huggers where all of a sudden like my pant legs are also like two inches above my ankles and I look ridiculous. And sometimes you'll see that I'm like, dude – I wouldn't wear that even if I were in my 20s. So I like to do stylish and fitted. That's what I, I think is the right word here. Fitted jeans where they fit you well, they look good, but it's not like, dude, what you need to go up a size, sir, sir. <laughs> it's so funny when my husband needs to do laundry, he will get out his old like workout pants and you see the difference in fit. Jenks, have you ever done this? Because the style now is more fitted. Like even oh, yeah. men's like the Lululemon pants and stuff. It's just like a more mm -hmm. tailored look. So if he gets his pants out from like college and you're like, oh my God, you used to wear these? These yeah. look so bad. Have you ever done that where it's laundry day and you pull out some pants, you're like, whoa, looks like I'm wearing oh, potato yeah. sacks. Oh, I got some old school shorts from back in the day. Because in the 90s and when the Fab Five was popular and Jordan was doing this, it's it, everything's cyclical, right? Now, in the mm -hmm. 80s, especially in basketball workout pants, everything was super tight. You can look at NBA players, and it's like, how short are those shorts? They're really short. And then we got to the baggy era where even your jeans, like what were the Z Cavaricis I used to wear? They had pleats, for God's sakes. 
Imagine wearing loose jeans with pleats. But oh yeah, and they would ride up high. I got a picture of my high school yearbook for some award I got, and I'm standing there with the girl who got the award on the female side, and these jeans are the baggiest things you've ever seen. And now they've sort of come back where it's not too tight, but it's tighter. But yeah, I definitely have those. Were you wearing a bunch of baggy stuff like you're a member of TLC or something in the 90s? Well, this was 2010. Like in the 90s, I was like oh. a few years old. So like this is not even that Sorry. long ago, James. <laughs> like this yeah. is like in 2010. Like stuff was just baggier for men. And so now it's gone the other route where like you have to show like mid thigh or you just like look sloppy. And again, like I'm not a man. I just see what my husband wears. Uh, and he hates the skinny stuff. Like he is a man's man. He doesn't want to wear short shorts. He doesn't want to wear skinny jeans, but I'm like, sweetie, you got to make it a little tighter. Just tighten it up a little bit, you know? Doesn't have to be super, just to, you know, just kind of get with the now, man. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.